Welcome friends to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Five ways to create psychological safety for introverts. Hi, friends, and welcome to Someone Gets Me. Today, we're going to talk about psychological safety and the introverted part of us um, in the culture. Now, in Western society, we are most rewarded for the extroverted part of our personalities, and extroverts seem to have like a, a big presence, and that's what our society is about. Yet there's a quiet confidence that comes with being an introvert. An introversion is positively correlated with being gifted or smart. So we want to have psychological safety. Now, I've done a few shows in the past about psychological safety in the workplace, and it's so important to understand that safety in a psychological manner is as or more important than physical safety. Because the wounds that happen when we're not psychologically safe or we're pushed into a place that elevates that fight, flight, freeze part of us, that part of our nervous system that tells us there's danger, then all of our functioning just downgrades. So I have five ways that you can create psychological safety for the introverts in your life. Now, if you're an introvert, you might want to suggest some of these things to your extroverted friends, family members, coworkers, colleagues. And if you're an extrovert, naturally, then you might want to pay attention to some of the introverted people in your life. And how could you help create a higher level of psychological safety? It takes all of us working together with increased awareness and understanding so that everybody feels heard, cared about, and our gifts can come to the table. So the first way to help create psychological safety is to remember this little phrase, shorter is better. For introverts, when there's a lot of high energy input, constant, 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 that person becomes overwhelmed. Now, I'm an introvert. So if you give me too much too fast, feeding me with the fire hose or lots of overstimulation, I just shut down. I still take a lot in. I'm gifted, so I can still understand a lot. But what happens is I get fatigued, either decision fatigue or emotion fatigue. Somehow my system gets fatigued. So then I'm not at my optimum. And when I'm not at my optimum, psychological safety can be a little wonky in a situation. So when you're an introvert, it is okay to have things quieted down or slow down. It's okay for extroverts to say, you know, let's keep the meeting short if it's a work situation, or let's keep the conversation short. I uh, I worked with some people a long time ago in this really cool company. And one of the things one of the supervisors used to always say to his salespeople was, Give me the birth, not the labor. And that fits introverts perfectly. Give me the bottom line. And if there's story or anything that goes with it or, or any questions I might have, I will ask you. But basically cut to the chase. So sometimes if you're a big storyteller and there's lots of, lots of animation, 
you might overwhelm introverts. So just be aware when you're overwhelmed, psychological safety is diminished. So we just want to pay attention to that. The second thing we want to do is we want to um, have the minimum number of impromptu kind of surprise things, things that an introvert might have to be expected to um, come outside of their comfort zone to marginalize their own experience by going from over here and going over here and let's do this. Now, I like to be spontaneous and I like to do impromptu things, but not all the time. So again, with an introvert, there is the idea that impromptu is okay, but not all the time. I know I, and I worked in, a, in an organization years and years and years ago, and this is before I really even understood all of these things. And they would always hold these meetings, like on the spur of the moment, I'd be walking down the hall, hey, Diane, come on here. And, so, and then there'd be a meeting going on and I would get called into this situation with no time for me to psychologically, emotionally, intellectually be ready or prepared or focused. And so it kept me off off a little, like off a little, off a little. And it, it was difficult. And so if you have introverts in your world and you want to keep surprising them and having things that are those impromptu kind of things, be aware that too many of them making it like a regular habit really compromises that level of psychological safety because introverts thrive when there's consistency and foundation and they can have the time to process. So be aware of that. If you're overly spontaneous or overly full of impromptu kinds of things and you have introverts in your life, be aware. If you're an introvert and you have that in your world and you wonder why you're tired, that could be part of the cause. Number three is to release the need to um, have to say everything out loud and answer all the questions. <laughs> um as an introvert, we often need time to kind of put together all the facts and all the situations and all the ideas and crystallize what our actual opinion and thoughts are about something before we say it out loud. And extroverts, however, sometimes do it on the opposite. They'll say it out loud, right? And that's part of their processing. So it's a different processing thing. And so when we try to force an introvert to give their public opinion prior to giving them a chance to assimilate and put things together, we again create an unsafe environment. So if you're an introvert, set the boundary. You know, there've been times where people will have asked me, you know, like, what do you think about this? And I haven't had a chance to put it all together. And I will say, well, give me a chance to put it all together. And I will let you know when I come up with, with what I really believe or feel. So it's okay to set the boundary and it's okay to understand that all of us process things differently. Our executive functioning is different. Everybody. So some of us like to process out loud. Some people put it all inside and kind of incubate and marinate. And then the idea comes forward. So forcing public expression is creating a, a crack in the psychological safety, especially for an introvert. So it's kind of like if you're in a class, and I remember this in high school used to happen in junior high school, like I knew that all of us had to share whatever the thing was. And I knew the information, but I was so nervous waiting for when are they going to call on me, you know, that it would 
it would bother me some, you know, like I, I was already tired before it was my time to talk because I was nervous about, is it going to be me? Is it going to be me? Those kinds of surprises, those kinds of things don't feel real safe to an introvert. The third thing is um, creating space to ask questions and to share and talk. Because I went to this workshop one time and we sat down at the beginning of it and I didn't um, even know who all the speakers were going to be. I think there was going to be two or three people and there were these cards on the desk and the person facilitating the workshop said, okay, ask, write down on those cards, any questions you have for the speakers. Now they hadn't even been introduced yet. All I knew was the title of the workshop. And I said, well, how do I know what questions to ask if I don't know the possible answers, if I don't even know what's happening, or I don't have any information from these people in order to, to have a question. And a lot of people laughed at me like out loud. I thought it was a legitimate question because for introverts, we want to have some way to have space to process whatever it is the questions are that we might have. The other thing that goes with this is a sense of dialogue. Like sometimes introverts crystallize everything on the inside and then say it. Sometimes it's important to be able to think out loud. And like when I said, how do I know if I have any questions before anybody talks, I was really kind of mumbling it to myself. I didn't raise my hand and ask for attention to say that. I was like, how am I supposed to come up with a question if I haven't had, don't have any content to know what the question is? Inside my reality, that was a viable situation. But I didn't realize saying it out loud, a lot of people would hear me and, and think it's funny because introverts require that space to know when to ask questions, what to ask questions about, what the focus is. There's so many nuances where extroverts can keep moving and moving and moving and introverts do it internally. So sometimes it looks real different. And the fifth thing is to give introverts advance notice as much as possible on all kinds of things, whether it's a meeting or a get together or something that you need from them, because introverts are going to go within and incubate, think about, put it together. Um, and that's a different process. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with being an extrovert and doing it differently. What matters is that we realize that no two people are the same. It's a true level of diversity in our neurology, our executive functioning, and our thought patterns. To be able to understand that some people get their batteries charged by being out in the world, that's extroversion. Introverts get their batteries charged by going within and reflecting and looking at and pondering and incubating, right? All of those words go with introverts, there's no wrong answer. And then, of course, there's ambiverts that do a little of both. And a lot of gifted people, we do a little bit of both. We're a little bit extroverted, a little bit introverted. I was intervie interviewed on a um, podcast about introverts in business. And she said, well, Diane, you're a social introvert because I love to be social. I love to speak to people. I love to be out in public. I love to have engagement. And I recharge my batteries within so just because somebody looks social and they're engaging doesn't mean that they're an extrovert. It doesn't mean that they're out there recharging their batteries from the outside and introverts recharging their batteries from the inside. So we like to have advanced notice. 
especially if it's something that you're going to want me to be attentive to or have information for or have a meeting, because it's going to take a time for me to be able to process what it is that's needed, make sure I have it and all of those things. And I do it within and I charge my batteries within. So if you have introverts in your life, give them a little bit of a heads up, give them an advance notice on things that are important because it helps the processing. So again, there's no wrong way here. I just want to talk about the idea that being psychologically safe is vital to healthy human relationships in work and families and in friendships everywhere, knowing that we're safe. And the way that we know we're safe is by the experience of engaging with others. Like, do they expect, do they respect my boundaries? Just like I respect another person's boundaries. Do people do what they say they're going to do and don't do what they say they're not going to do? That's integrity. The people who say one thing and do something else, that is a lack of psychological safety. And that is something that introverts really, really struggle with dealing with because they take everything in and ponder and think about and massage. So we want to have a level of psychological safety. So people with integrity that do what they say they're going to do, and things are consistent and predictable and have a rhythm to them, help introverts make a really great foundation so that then when they do need to be impromptu or we do need to do something on the spur of the moment or something like that, there's enough resources and enough inner energy to come out of our comfort zone for a little while and do something else. So, and consequently, or, or also, not consequently, also with um, extroverts, um, they love to be out there. I have some extrovert friends that love to be out there all the time. And so sometimes when it's time to be quiet a little bit or go within, you got to give them a space to be able to learn how to do that or be in that space. Because all of us have ups and downs and ways to do things that are unique to us. I believe that neurodiversity has to do with each one of us because all of us are different. No two people are the same, which then means that we're all diverse in some level. So to understand yourself, first you go within and pay attention. And then it's up to us to educate the people around us what our needs are or how we process or what we do. If you're an introvert, it's important that you know yourself and then you educate others. If you're an extrovert, it's important that you know yourself and you help educate others how it is you operate and what creates the highest level of psychological safety for you. Well, I hope these five tips in this kind of shorter episode have really helped you understand that, that psychological safety is important and that for introverts, there are some considerations that we want to take into account because we live in an extroverted world. So remember to have advance notice for things and release the need to share everything out loud first. It's okay to ponder and think about it and come back to it in a public forum. Remember that sometimes shorter is better. You don't have to be real wordy. It's okay to be concise. You want to avoid having surprises and impromptu and improv kind of things that keep you off balance. And of course, you want to create the space to ask questions and have an open dialogue. All of these things are so important for healthy relationships in the workplace, in the home, in the family, with your friends. So understand we're all different, yet we are all beautiful, amazing, creative beings. So I hope these things have 
helped and offered you insights and inspiration today on Someone Gets Me. And remember that you're a rock star and you're here on purpose with a purpose. Until the next episode, be well. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.